training my sorrows. Please stand. Please stand.
the next song, the next song we're gonna sing is Our God, and this song is basically talking about our God and how great and strong and powerful He is. And you know, the subject of the Bible is God, and we just talks about how good He is and what He has done for us as humankind. And there, the whole Bible really just emphasizes that. And I just chose three verses out of Psalms that really someone up in a tiny bit, don't really sum it up, but just give a taste of what all God, how good he is. And first verse is Psalms 95 verse 3. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. Psalm 77 13. Your way, O God, is holy. What God is great like our God? You're right. Psalm 71 19. Your righteousness, O God, reaches high heavens. You have done great things, O God. Who is like you? And so... In this song, we just want to just give our all to him and just tell him, just want to tell him how great he is and what he's, how good he is to us and what, he, what good things he's done for us. So let's sing together our God.
thank you. Um, you may be seated. All right, let's give it up for a hypostatic union. Amber was ripping up the drums. That's Donna's sisterin. Sisterin? Yeah, that's a word. That's a machism. It's a machism. Machism is a word created by Michelot. So it is a machism. Machism, machism, machism. What book are we studying for this year? Ephesians. Who is excited to study Ephesians? Me. Okay, just a few of you. Okay, all right. Who is not excited to study Ephesians? <laughs> okay, don't raise hand. Okay, honestly, okay, okay. Who is like, okay, Ephesians, you know. Okay, all right. All right. Good. All right. Uh, which section of the Bible is the book of Ephesians in? New Testament. New? New? Some of you are like, is it the New Testament? Alright. It's after what book? I'm like, Galatians. Thank you. <laughs> I guess I needed to find it. <laughs> Galatians, Ephesians. Alright. Cool. Um, Ephesians, we're gonna look at the first four verses. And Ephesians. So if you have your Bibles, or if you have your iTouch, if you have your, if you have your iPod, or your Droid, you know, just whip them all out. If you have your iPad 2, or iPad 1, or, or, um, if you have your Motorola Zoom, you know, just whip out whatever thing you got. That is the Bible. <laughs> Inside joke. Um, that was a bad joke. Uh, focus. We focus. So Ephesians chapter 1, we're looking at verses 1 through 4. And, and my hope is we will be able to finish that because Sunday we will be looking at verses 5 through 8. But, um, Ephesians, Ephesians 1, verses 18 and 19 says this, I pray, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his, of the glory, of his inheritance and the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe. Father, I thank you, Lord, for, um, uh, this time that we get to sit, and I know it's not going to be the most exciting time. Uh, but I just pray, Lord, that you would um, speak to our hearts. Pray that you would speak, with, speak to my heart. Um, pray, Lord, that I would just communicate the words that you have for me to communicate and that we will be challenged um, to embrace your word of truth and, and just see how wonderful it is for us who are believers uh, to be chosen by you. And it's your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, the book of Ephesians. These first four verses 
particularly verses 3 to 4, are going to hit on some theological doctrine that has been debated over centuries and centuries and centuries and centuries. And my view that I'm going to teach from is what I believe Scripture is teaching in this text. Okay, so, um, but if there are any, like, questions and stuff like that, that's why youth um, staff is around. Um, you can come to me, but we won't um, necessarily get into the debatable uh, uh, theological uh, um, doctrine with some of the things that we're going to look at, particularly in um, verse 4. So, verse 1, verse 1 says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. So this was Paul do. Paul is writing to the Christians in Ephesus, right? They are both, the word starts with G, Gentiles, right? Now, are they amphibians? Gentiles. Amphibians. No. They're mammals. See, Donna is on the ball. That's Sack. 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 Yeah, cool. It's all right. We beat Sack a few times before. Um, so Gentiles and the Jews. All right, who are the Jews? Who are the Jews? God's chosen people. All right. Okay. All right. So, so anyway, so Paul is saying, Paul, I, Paul is saying, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. So Paul identifies himself because he's writing this letter to these believers, right? And 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 the belief thought is that in Ephesus right now that there were there were a greater population of Gentile believers, right? Uh, more so than the Jewish converts who who uh, um, accepted Christ. And so Paul is identifying himself as an authorized messenger. So he's saying, I'm an apostle. Now, we have a lot of people today in, in the archipelago of the Bahamas, right? And, and, and around the world that say, you know, apostle so-and-so, an apostle this and that, right? And everyone's like an apostle, right? And, and Paul is, uh, is identifying himself as an authorized messenger. And that's what that word uh, uh, gives meaning to. A person who was sent out with a specific purpose, with the authority to act in the name and on behalf of the person who sent them. So Paul starts off, gives his credentials and says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, and he continues and he says, by the will of God. What do you think that means? What, do you, what is Paul saying? By the will of God. Okay. Okay, yeah. God has chosen what God has commanded. It's his will. Right? He wanted it to happen. Now where where do we where do we see Paul's calling happen? He was he was he was he was on East Street somewhere. Was he on East Street? <laughs> there is a straight street though. There is a straight street. But what was the street called? Damascus. Right, exactly, right? He was on the street of Damascus. And and of course, you know, we hear that corner with, with Jesus. Jesus saying, Oh, why are you persecuting my people? Um, but in verse 15, in verse 15 of Acts uh, chapter 9, you don't have to turn there. Because Ananias was saying, You really? This is the guy? This is the guy you're choosing to, to be your messenger, to, to, to carry your gospel? This is the guy you want me to take? This is, you sure this is the guy? Because I've heard of him. He, he is a guy that, you know, uh, persecute your, your saints. 
You know, he's the one that has the authority right now under the high priest to bind up anyone that calls on your name. And I is saying, this is the guy? And then in verse 15 of chapter 9, uh, um, God replies, he says, But the Lord said to him, this is God speaking, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the sons of Israel. So, Paul is commissioned by Christ to be a messenger to the Gentiles and the Jews. And, um, and that's what he starts off with his credentials. He's saying, I have the authority to say what I'm going to say to you um, right now. And, and the next, second part of verse 1 says, To the saints who are at Ephesus, who are faithful in Christ Jesus. Who is considered a saint? I'm a saint. I'm a saint. I'm a saint. Soldier boy. That's definitely not soldier boy. <laughs> at this time, at this present time, we don't know, but I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, no. No, that's not soldier boy. It is a rapper, right? I'm a saint. I'm a saint. I'm just using that as a frame of reference. But who's a saint? Who are saints? St. Mary, St. Benedict, who are saints? All right. God's believers, right? Okay. We're, we're, we're called saints. We don't always feel that way because, you know, we're like, you know, there's dirt. We do dirt. There's dirt in our closet. There's dirt on us. You know, you know, we don't always, you know, we, all, we don't always feel like, oh, saint, because we think, okay, man, saint, person, holy, set apart. That's what we're supposed to be. You know, that's how God sees us through the filter of Jesus, right? Um, man, that's not like a line. That's how God sees us through the filter of Jesus. You know, that's not cool. Uh, I know that was tight. That was tight. It just, it happens, you know, just flows, right? So Paul is acknowledging their spiritual identity as saints. But not only that, not only that, he says, to the saints who are in Ephesus, and look what the second part says, and who are faithful in Christ Jesus. So Paul is not only identifying their spiritual identity, he's also identifying and making mention of their spiritual lifestyle. And so, because there's one thing for us to accept Christ as our Savior, right? And so we're saved. We have fire insurance, right? We're like, oh, man, I'm not going to hell. I'm not going to burn for eternity. Great. You know, but what does that mean for our lifestyle? Are we also faithful um, in Christ as well? And because um, it's so easy to overlook that and be like, oh, yeah, I'm a saint. I'm cool. I'm faithful. But are we? So that's just a really a self-evaluating question for us to ask. Then moves on to verse 2. Verse 2 says, Grace to you and peace from God our Father to the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul concludes his introduction with his familiar idiom, and that's basically just his form of expression, you know, grace and peace. And a lot of his less, a lot of his letters, he talks about grace and peace, grace and peace. And really, although it's a straightforward statement, grace and peace to you, right? But there's still a great amount of significance behind it because here we will see, as we go in Ephesians again, we will see how the believers then, and I think for us even now today in 2011, Collins Avenue. 63 Terrace, 62 Terrace. We may be moving to 63. I'm not sure. Right? I'm just joking. Don't. I'm just, I don't know anything. I'm just. Anyway, Aquinas. Hey, come on, man. Aquinas represent Aquinas. Hail Aquinas, all for the truth. Hail Aquinas. 
Mother's jokes. See, this is an example, Donna. You're leaving for the young ones to come up to read me. You know, they look at you. You see that? No love. But no, there's a great significance with this grace and peace. Because Paul is reminding them of the the fountain of grace that they're living in, and also the outpouring of peace that they are experiencing as well. And that this comes from God the Father, which is channeled through Jesus Christ. And so he's telling them grace and peace to you. So grace and peace to us from our God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. And in verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This lead-in doxology, who knows what a doxology is? Doxology. Well, who has, a, who has like an idea of what doxology is? The study of... Who've ever heard of doxology? Okay, Donna. Okay. Who've ever heard when they, you know, when you, when, when they sing, praise God of whom all blessings flow. <coughs> Thanks, Ethan. Ethan's like, <coughs> stop singing. Uh, he's choking. He's choking. I made him choke. I'm singing that bad. Wow. That's, wow. So, so when Paul says, bless it, where else you've heard blessed in the New Testament? Blessed. Huh? In a famous sermon. A famous sermon. Blessed of the attitudes. Okay, you heard that, right? I just want to say that this word here in this context is not the same word in the Beatitudes blessed. Alright? So in the original language, this word um, for blessed in the Beatitudes is called makarios. That's M-A-K-A-R-I-O-S. And that means, you know, being fortunate, being happy because of your circumstances. Who can, who can remember one of the Beatitudes and just say it? Rest it out of peace for the hair of the earth. Okay? It's, it's a fortunate, it's a be, being happy uh, because of circumstances. Makarios. This blessed here that Paul's talking about, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This word is eulogitos, right? That's E-U-L-O-G-E-T-O-S. And that means praise, all right? So it's a different word, and this is only used in reference to Jesus and God. So essentially what Paul is saying, Paul is saying in verse 3, praise be to God. And Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Who has blessed us, believers, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Why we ought to be like in awe and worship of God as believers. Should, wait, should we? Should we be like humble and, 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 and just be in complete awe and an adoration of God, should we as believers? We should? Okay, okay, we should. All right, good. Why? Because he deserves it? Okay, any? All right, right? He gave his life for us, right? Um, anything else? No? I mean, that's pretty big. that's a pretty big deal, right? Someone laid on his life uh, for us. 
Um, and not only laid it down, but for us who will place faith and trust in him, we then get the free gift of eternal life, uh, power over sin and death. So that's awesomeness. So I have a question. Do you see yourself spiritually blessed as believers, those who accept Christ? Do you see yourself spiritually blessed or do you view yourself through your material possessions? You know, and that's just a thought for you to think through. Because I know many, many, many ministers, ministers of the gospel who confuse the spiritual blessing that we're going to be looking at, maybe the first two that we're going to be looking at, and the rest in chapter one with material blessings. You know, so if I'm not bawling, if, you know, uh, you know, if, if I, if I have worries or if I get sick, you know, that something's wrong, I'm not real blessed. And, and that's like a major, major confusion, uh, because Paul is saying, and this is the inspired word of God, that praise be to God, who's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, what are these spiritual blessings? We will look at them in verse 4 as we wrap up. Verse 4, all along. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him, I know many of your translations will have in love as well. Um, as you guys know, it was a letter. Uh, of course, when it was translated, it was put into chapters to help group the letter. And if there were themes and stuff like that, but sometimes that grouping almost disrupt the flow of the letter. Um, so my personal really view that that last part in love is really in a connection with verse 5. I'm just saying that. So. So verse 4, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. And like I said before in the beginning, this is like one of the many controversial things, you know, because you know, when it comes to, you know, God choosing us before the foundation of the time, election, what does that mean? How do we respond to that? What, you know, and all these different things. And like I said, if you have any other questions after this, Feel free to uh, pull me aside or speak with one of the um, youth staff. And if they, and if I, if we don't have the answer, we will point you to the direction where you can get the answer. All right? So, the specific spiritual blessing Paul highlights. One, being chosen. Election, being chosen of God. Because this word here, chose, choose. Um, and again, the original language, again, it's eklogomai. And that means to pick out someone, as in picking out someone for yourself. That's like when you're waiting on a sideline, right, and you're waiting to be picked for the team, you're like, please don't pick me last, right? And there's this, this person, the captain, whoever it is, is selecting, oh, I want you, I want you, I want you, I want you, I want you on my team. So the word here is eklagomai, which means to pick someone here. And so as believers... Now, does God know everything? He's all-knowing. That's part of his characteristics. Okay, so he, does he know what happened yesterday? He's like, yes, yes, yes. Get in point, get in point now. Okay, so he knows what happened yesterday, William. You sure? You positive? A hundred percent. Okay. Does he know what will happen in the next 
in the next minute. Yes. Does he know what's going to happen next week? Yes. Does he know what's happening right now in China, in Chad, Africa, in Antarctica? He knows. Okay. In Cat Island? Okay. Nice. Anytime, all the time. All right. Awesome. 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 So then when we look in Romans, Romans chapter 8. So God knows. God knows exactly. Now the thing is, although God knows everything, he knows, he knew before you were born those who would accept Christ. Now, that doesn't mean, as believers, when we're given the mandate to what? Preach the gospel? We preach the gospel. Because even in, even in this Bible, it teaches that God wishes for none to perish. Alright? He knows everything. We don't. So, as believers, we're still called to preach the gospel. Communicate the gospel message of salvation. Because even though God knows all, all things and knows that those who have come to him would have come to him from the beginning, like we see here in verse 8 of Romans. Man, I'm like spraying myself. In Romans 8, verse 9, it says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. And then in Ephesians 2, verse 10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we who are believers will walk in him. And then in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, it says, But we should always give thanks to God for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and faith in the truth. And a part of us being chosen, those who are believers currently right now, we experience redemption. What is redemption? What does it mean to be redeemed? Brought back? Bought back? Does anybody like redeem coupons? Right? Somebody redeem coupons? Cheap people. No, ain't. We got, we got Mr. Controversial in the front. Gonna nickname him that, Mr. Controversial. Cheap people. Cheap people. No. Smart people, actually. People who are prudent with their money and, and want to save their money. Alright? So yeah, so redemption. You know, being bought back. The action of saving or being saved from sin, error, or evil. You know, regaining possession of something in exchange for payment or clearing a debt. How were we redeemed? Those who are believers. How, 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 how does a believer, how does a sinner become redeemed? What, how, how is that possible? How was that possible? How? Through through salvation? How was salvation possible? What was the debt that was paid? 
All right, the crucifixion and the resurrection of his son, the sacrificial lamb. All right, in Romans 5, 17, it says this, as I begin to wrap up. For if by the transgression of one, and that one is whom? Transgression is just a big fancy word for sin. So by the sin of one, who is like the first person to sin in the whole wide world? Adam. All right. Okay. Both of them. Right. So. So by the transgression of one, that would be Adam. Or like in theology, in theology, they say the first Adam. Death reigned through the one. That's why we're all sinners. We're a bunch of sinners. Just dirty. Amber <laughs> just did his face. It's like, you know, we're all sinners. You know, it's like, that was classic. But seriously, that's how we were. We're, you know, we're all like jacked up. You know what I'm saying? Like we're, you know, we can look all pretty on the outside and fit, but we're, you know, we're all messed up on the inside. We are. I am. We all are, right? So we're all sinners, all right? And that's why, because, you know, our forefather, Adam, is sinning, so we're birthing the sin, and that's why you have little kids, and they can be little little devils sometimes, because we're all sin. We're sin, it just rages through our body, you know, we're just birthing the sin. So it says, you know, um, although transgression of death reigned through one, um, how much more does who receive the abundance of grace and the, and the gift of righteousness will reign in the life through the one, Jesus Christ? And so, spiritual blessing that we receive in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that we're chosen, those who accept him, and being chosen brings about us being redeemed. And also, the latter part where it says, as I close, where it says that we would be holy and blameless before him. And, and this big fancy word for being holy or the process of us being made holy, the process of us being set apart for God's use, starts with S, ends with N. It rhymes with salvation. Sanctification, all right. I guess, I guess it rhymes with the I, the I O N part of it. Sanctification, right? And basically, that's just the process of us being set apart by God for His use. Um, us being set apart, and if we are to be used by God, we need to be what? If God's going to use us, we have to be what? No, sanctified. And what's the other H word? Hagios. What's that? Hagios, that's the Greek word. What's the other H word in the English? Four-letter word. Four-letter word. A holy, holy, right? In First Thessalonians 5.23, it says this, just before we go into our small group. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Colossians 1.22 says this, Yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you, that's us believers, before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. 
So when Paul talks about praise God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, the first few blessings that he talks about, the spiritual blessings, is the fact that God looked upon us. <laughs> it's crazy, it just blows your mind. Because he knew us before we were even born. Scripture talks about before we were even in our mother's womb, right? And the fact that knowing that, okay, Adam would sin, we will all be birthed into sin, so we're all destined to destruction, deservedly so. But he will look in with grace and we'll see the riches of his grace Sunday morning to say, I want to give them an opportunity to accept my son who is the only way that their sins can be forgiven and that I can have a relationship with them again. So wherever you're at as a believer and you feel like, oh, man, I've just screwed it all up again. You know, I'm Mr. Screw-up, right? Um, know that you can always, always go back to the Father. He's the one that drew you to himself in the beginning and ask for forgiveness, and realize the spiritual blessings that you have in him. You're chosen, you've been redeemed, you're being sanctified even now, so you can be presented before him holy and blameless. So my question to us is, as a believer, those who are believers, who have been chosen of God for his service to be holy and blameless, are we living as a person who is chosen of God? Or are we living as a person who has yet to be chosen of God? Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. And uh, I pray that we, I know if, if, if there's any student here that's pairing this for the first time, it can be confusing and, and, and unsettling. Uh, I just pray, Lord, that you would um, just give wisdom to to me and the youth staff uh, as we go into uh, small group time and, and if there's any questions that uh, can be answered, uh, I just pray that you just give us that, that wisdom to be able to direct them to those answers. Above all, uh, I pray that your word was um, certainly well received and that um, it would challenge us to live, particularly us who are Christians, to live as saints um, for you so you can be glorified and honored in our lives, and so that we can be a testimony to others who do not know you uh, in hopes that they would come to know you personally. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.